Hey guys, I'm your host Smita Kanturi. Hello everybody. I have Sara Dumash with me today. She's a transformational business coach and interviewer who helps people identify and overcome their limiting beliefs to have a successful business they enjoy. Welcome to the show Sara. Thanks Thank for you. being here. Thank you for having me. Please please tell us like your story what is that you are doing today when you say like it's just business coach I've been hearing a lot of other labels but what exactly you do for being a business coach and how is that important to you to actually do that Yeah sure so let me start first going back years ago for part of my story because that's really where all of it started so um growing up I for part of my childhood I had a normal childhood and then my parents got divorced and started going through a lot of different hardships with my mom being um she was used to being a stay-at-home mom and then after a decade having to get thrown back into the workforce and things like that and so um i witnessed her going through her own healing process and with that was a lot of different challenges from a mental health perspective where a lot of challenges starting started to develop with things like depression which led to other things i don't really want to get into that too much but needless to say the she was um uh there were different things through my childhood i had to deal with such as at i think i was 15 the first time she was committed to a psych ward and then again at 17 and um then through that i kind of started i was always straight a student always a really good kid but through these different trials and things i started rebelling and starting in my like about 16 or so um started kind of hanging around with the wrong people and that led into me dating a person who uh at the age i think i was 17 when we started dating and it turned into a domestic violence situation um there was sexual assault i lost a child um so and then at the same time like my mom's committed for the second time so it was just very heavy lots of lots of things i was homeless for a period during that time also um and so and through all of this because of the way i was raised and the actions i was doing that were not acceptable to my family led me to really be um i don't know if shuns the right word but basically they weren't willing to help me i remember being homeless and i called a family member and they literally like hung up the phone on me and was like it's your own doing figure it out and like just didn't care that i was at the time pregnant like living literally living on the street and um and so through that time i i really do believe that part of the stress and everything that i was going through with being homeless led to me having the miscarriage and losing the baby as well and so all of this was before the age of 19 wow. and so yeah right so um and through that loss even i remember the only person that showed me any sympathy when i was in the hospital and confirmed the miscarriage was the doctor the doctor had told me i had the miscarriage and i just started bawling my eyes out and my mom was sitting there and she all she had to say was oh 
thank God that's answered prayer. And I'm sitting there like hysterical. And then the doctor's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And like, she's the only one giving me any sympathy. And so, and, and at this time I was still in the domestic violence situation. So I had told my partner at that time and he literally just laughed at me and was like, whatever, doesn't matter. I didn't like, he didn't want it anyway. So it didn't matter to him. And so this really led me down a path of just really turning inward. And like a lot of everybody on the outskirts was blaming me. And so I was blaming myself too. And really, I, I still don't know to this day how I got through that period because I was very suicidal. And the only thing that got me through was a composition notebook that I would pour my heart, heart and soul out in journaling. And that was my only outlet. And if anybody asked me if anything was wrong, I was like, nope, I'm fine. Like, don't, you know, I just didn't, there was no need for me to express the hurt or anything that I was experiencing at that time, because you think that you don't want to express anything. Right. And to me, they already showed me that they didn't care. So why are you asking me if I'm okay? If you didn't care, you know, last week, but now all of a sudden you want to act like, mm. you know, and so with that experience, it really shifted my perspective because before that, with the way that I was brought up and the beliefs that were kind of instilled from me at a young age, I was a very judgmental person. And had that been anybody else, I probably would have been pointing the same finger at them and blaming them as well, because that was the kind of culture that I was raised in and the kind of beliefs of well, that's what you get for having sex outside of marriage. That's what you get for uh, dating the wrong person or all of these things that were said to me. And I was able to, that was my starting point of transformation because though I sat in that place, that angry place, I carried a lot of anger around for many years and it really was, it was not a fast transformation, but looking back on it, that was my start of finally having empathy and sympathy towards other people that were in other situations and just having a heart. And like, no matter what, it didn't have to be a similar situation to me, but just anybody going through anything, um, it made me be like, wow, like, okay, I'm not going to judge you for that. Cause like I've, I've been judged and I know what that feels like. And so that was my first like change in really wanting to also help other people just so they knew that they weren't alone and that for somebody to, cause at that time I literally, you know, this was back in, um, 2005, 2004, 2005. And so during that time, what it's not like now, you? huh? What age were you at the time? Uh, 17, 18. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this was, that's what I'm saying. Like when I was going through that really dark phase, it wasn't like it is now where you're so connected, like on Facebook, Facebook, I don't even think was a thing then it was all my space. And so there wasn't where there was not supportive online communities or any way for me to be like, Oh, let me go find a support system outside of my immediate family or space or whatever. And, um, and so once getting into like the online space too, 
that really helped me to start sharing my story and being a support for other people as well. And I didn't really, I, I still to this day, like share my domestic violence story and everything just as like a perspective for people to see, like, even when you're in the deepest, darkest thing where you're like, there is no other choice I have, but to leave this planet, like there is another choice because if I were to go back to my 17, 18 year old self and try to explain to me what my life was today, I'd be like, you're full of crap. Like, no way. There's no way that'll happen. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect there's, you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel necessarily when you're really in the dark. And so that's one of the reasons I still share my story today. And, um, and it was just kind of an evolution of the personal development stuff. I, I had decided, I always kind of had an entrepreneurial spirit growing up even, My dad um, had a full-time job, but he also had a full-time, very successful business, like on the side, he just had a job because it was like a government job. So the benefits were great and everything. And so I saw that growing up, I had my own little like chocolate business when I was like seven or eight years old that my mom used to help me with. Um, So I always knew that there was a possibility besides just a nine to five. And so when I was, I think about 20, I got into my first direct sales business and it just has kind of been a journey since then from it first started. I I've spent, um, like about a decade in different direct sales companies. And then, um, through the personal development journey and all of the things I learned from all different levels of people and all the different, um, you know, I was, I was, blessed enough to be able to get into high level million dollar people's homes and, and have dinner with them and, and, you know, have conversation with them. And so that all led to like a different level of growth for me as well. And then, um, now the way that it led to now is through my experience with the business side of things. And also through my experience then, and also through different things that I've just grown with over the years, um, over, um, working through different limiting beliefs and things like that. That's kind of what brought me into the space now of, I am a business coach, but I also, when you're working on your business, you can come wanting to work on strategy, but at the end of the day, you really need to do a lot of inner work and a lot of mental work and a lot of limiting belief work and all of that. And so, that's just kind of how it all snowballed into where I'm at today. Oh, oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So when you started, when you said like, yeah, you started your first business or sales business as 20. So mm-hmm. what, what did you think of like, what pushed you to start the business? Is that like, you also mentioned that you started, you had like eight year old chocolate uh, sales or something. So yeah. Having that experiences towards that 20 year old with all these traumas in your mind, what made you or like, what gave you the strength to start this and what made you to actually like move ahead with that idea of yours? So after my, um, my whole, uh, domestic violence situation, I actually met my husband, uh, right after I left that situation, I wasn't even like looking for a relationship, but he just kind of fell into 
my world. And I believe that, you know, he was brought by God to just come into my life. And so he's been a great support system. And so I have that um, relationship dynamic change, which helped bring me out of that dark place as well. And then really what happened with the first business was I went to this in-home party. Um, I, I started with a company that they were adult parties, basically. So you would go and it was like different things like vibrators and lube and all these different things. And it wasn't anything kinky. It was like, you literally just sat around and you just, they passed around these products just for you to look at. It wasn't like, you know, Mm. but, um, I know sometimes it's like when I first heard of it, I was like, you do what? <laughs> like, I'm not going, I'm not going to your house for that. That sounds a little weird, but no, it was actually like really fun. And I just fell in love with the, the funness of it, of like, oh, wow, this is actually like really empowering. And from the sexual assault standpoint, I felt like that business gave me a way to empower women to take their, um, sexuality like yeah their sexual like take a part of their sexuality back like reclaim that for themselves in some way and so I just really it was just something I really enjoyed and it was like you know I'd go to people's houses and it would be like a bunch of women and it was just I don't know it just I just really liked the energy of it I liked the funness of it and it was like people were excited to like ooh, what what are you going to show us what are you what kind of new products do you have you know all of that so it wasn't something boring you know what I mean um so it just really started for from a fun kind of hobby type of a thing for me um and then I had became I had my daughter I I got pregnant with my daughter so I did it through the pregnancy but then once I had her with my husband's um, work schedule and everything, I couldn't bring her with me because it's actually, there was some laws around like having minors in the house. And so I was like, well, now I'm really stuck where, what am I going to do with my daughter while I have to go to parties? So I just ended up quitting the business because for that reason. And so then I just started looking for something else. That's how kind of like evolved into like looking for another business and getting into other things from there. So what gives you that energy? First time when you started it, like it was fun that he wanted to like get connected. One more question before you address the strength part of it. Your sexual assault or any of those things, does they are like those kind of a thoughts stopped you to go and work in that sort of thing? Did what? Can you repeat that? Your uh, sexual assault part of yeah. it and the domestic violence things, going to somebody's home and that to the... Uh, the sales that you are doing are something related to that sexuality part of it. So mm -hmm. was there any discomfort for you at the beginning to go through that? Did you really work on your mindset change for those things? For that, um, it really did not bother me. Um, I did start out first to kind of just get comfortable with it because obviously I was a little concerned about like going to strangers' houses and things like that. Um, so I really started with just my immediate network. Like I asked, I, my mom did one. It was, that was kind of weird, but I mean, it was fun. Um, and so with these things, I, I stayed with like friends and family or people that I knew, and then they would bring new people to the party. And then there was always an incentive from that party to book another party. And so 
for the most part, before I walked into somebody's house, I pretty much knew who they were because I had met them at a previous party. Mm -hmm. There were a few people, because I also like advertised like on Craigslist and things like that. And so there were a few people that I didn't know. And so if there was ever a point where either I was driving maybe a little bit longer of a distance than I was comfortable with, or it was like late, or I knew it was kind of like not the best area or something like that, then I would just bring an assistant with me. And usually one of my friends would be like, yeah, let's go. I have nothing else to do on a Friday or Saturday night. So I'll hang out with you. So I always did a buddy system kind of a thing too with anything that I was uncomfortable with. But really um, mainly at that point, I was already past um, my main fear around the domestic violence and sexual assault was around running into him. That was my biggest fear is like going to areas I knew he hung out in or like the mall, the shopping mall or whatever it was where I knew he would frequent. I would, I stayed away from those areas for years. And if there was any inkling for like a party or something where I'm like, he could possibly know this person. I just turned it down and I like, didn't do it. But, um, but for the most part, I was at that place where, um, I was pretty comfortable with it. Cause like I said, just with networking and getting to know people from the parties. So what gave you the strength to actually, anyways, starting is like a hobby but again, you actually turned it into your career. So what made you to turn it into career versus like, what is your strength to actually start it? I had a deep desire to just be independent and not have to rely on a nine to five job. And at that time, when I first started it, I was still working my job too, but I really wanted to create an outside source of income and to do something that just was like kind of like fun and exciting to do. Um, I think at the end of the day, once I made the decision from that dark place where I was able to, I, I really, when I am asked like what got me out of that dark place, I really can't even necessarily give myself credit for it. I have to say it was God and just it was a lot of praying, a lot of journaling, a lot of just like asking, what do I do? How do I, you know, like what's next? Like, should I give up all of these things? And through that, I just followed where I felt I was being led and what I was led to do. And so by the time I started this business, I already had a sense of like, if I'm going to be here and I, I had decided at that time, like, I'm going to be here, you know, I'm not going to take my life or anything like that. You know, I, I had made the, I had came out from the other side of that. Um, and so I always had this feeling of like a bigger purpose than just like sitting behind a desk at a nine to five job type of a thing. And so it was navigating and figuring out like, what is that purpose? Where is that purpose? What am I supposed to be doing? Let's just say if I'm like starting a new business or something, you being a business coach, where do you exactly start working with me? Or like, what is, what can I expect from you? Mm -hmm. Well, that is really dependent on the client. Um, I, I'm different from a lot of coaches where though I know tons of business strategy, I have, I spent a, a while in that space. I did a lot of investing in like 
learning business strategy and all of that. Um, Though I know that I now, the coach that I am now, I fully believe in the spiritual side of things, the energy, like working on your energy. Um, I made a post today that it was like, your strategy is not what's holding you back in your business. It's your energy because you can have all the strategy in the world. You can pay a million dollars for, to learn from the best of the best of the best of the best. But at the end of the day, if you feel icky about that strategy, if you are like, oh, they said I should message this person, but I really, and you're like typing out the, the message in this energy of like, oh, I hate this. This is so annoying, but this is what I'm supposed to do that person receiving it's going to feel that in some way. They might not know what they're feeling, but they're going to be like, oh, like I'm not answering that person or no, I'm not interested. Like, why are you, why are you messaging me? Why are you doing that? And so uh, the energy behind the things you post, share, message, whatever, all has some kind of um, implication within your business. And so what I start working with a client is, you know, where, where do we have to start? Do we have to do work on finding your soul purpose and really helping you embody your emotions and really tapping into the, your intuition and, and let it, um, helping you learn how to like trust your gut so that your intuition and your gut can guide you. Cause especially for women, we are so driven by our gut instinct and years and years of told don't be dramatic. You're, you're crazy, blah, blah, has made us not listen to our intuition. Mm. And so a lot of us have shut it off and, or we don't know how to like, listen to it. We're just, we've, we've learned to ignore and suppress it. And so, um, if I'm starting with somebody who's like, I have 20 ideas and I don't know where to go. And one day I want to do this. And one day I want to do that. And da, 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 which used to be me. I I've been stuck in that space of like, ah, um, I really help them to trust themselves. I always lead my clients back to themselves. At the end of the day, I don't think anybody truly needs a coach. um, And I don't want to create a codependent relationship between me and my clients. I want them, I want to be able to lead them back to how how do you tune in with yourself? How do you make decisions for yourself? I also don't believe in cookie cutter strategy. When I'm talking strategy with a client, it's never do this and you have to do it this way because this is the way it worked for me. So it has to work for you. Nope. I fully am into let's find what works for your energetics. And that's where, because a lot of times um, if somebody is struggling in business, it's usually because they're doing something somebody told them to do and not something that actually feels good for them to do. And I believe that fully in business, you should feel like it should feel good. Is it scary? Sure. It could, it could be scary. We have to get out of our comfort zone. That's a whole different feeling than not in alignment. So, um, everything I do is because from the time of my trauma, I, I started looking at myself. And so from the finger pointing and everything that was done, it made me really be like, what am I doing wrong? What is this? What is that? And so I went on, I've been on this journey because I still, I feel like we're always on a journey, right? So I'm still on this journey of like ever understanding myself. And so human design, I completely came across by accident 
not by accident. I just, I did it selfishly. I wanted to understand how I operated. And once I started diving into these things and business design, I mean, business design, human design was really the door opener for the shift for me to make from, like I said, I knew that strategy part of it and all of that, but there was always something that felt icky and unaligned for me with business strategy. And it was always in this energy of like, you might think from the outside view, from, from metric standpoints, maybe I had a successful business, but internally feeling, I hated my business. And it was like, if I had to get on a sales call, I'd rather crawl in bed and throw the covers over my head and not show up because I hated, I don't want to cold message you. I don't want uh, to sales pitch you. Like I hate that stuff but I thought I had to do it. And so I suffered for such a long time, like over a decade, because I thought this is what I have to do because this is what the millionaires say to do and blah, 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 blah. And once I found the reason that I don't like it is because my human design is a manifesting generator. And so, you know, in the coaching industry or the business industry, I should say, really, there's the whole, um, mindset of you have to niche down. You have to know your exact client. You know, she has blonde hair, blue eyes. She stops at Target. She wears black boots. She drives a a blue Volvo and her name's Sally. And she has two, you know, like the stupid, like really niche down. Like I think it's stupid. Um, And so I stayed there for a long time and trying to figure out, and I'm like, why, why is my messaging? Like, why do I hate creating my messages? Why do I hate posting on social media? Why do I hate having conversations with people? I would do it because that's what I was taught to do, but I felt confined in a box and I was taught to niche down and, and you have to focus on this and you can't, you can't um, help lots of people because if you help everyone, you're helping no one and all of, all of these things. And when I found human design, I'm a manifesting generator, which manifesting generators are not meant to be put in a box. You cannot put us in a box. We are natural multitaskers. And one of our superpowers is we are supposed to be able to do whatever we want, whenever we want to do it from a business perspective. And so when I realized that I was like, oh my goodness, like, yes, I felt like somebody like let me out of a jail cell. Cause I was like, I could just like, I want to offer five things and I can offer them right now, like all at the same time, because that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And once I started following that design, I started hitting milestone month after milestone month after milestone month, because I was no longer like feeling this pressure of like, I have to stay here. Now I feel free. I enjoy my business. I love showing up and I, and it no longer feels like I'm being forced to do anything I don't want to do. When you're working with clients, I believe like you will have both the genders, obviously, your client. Mainly I work with women, but um, I do have men that gravitate towards me too. So So why do you choose to work with women in specific? What do you think that Um, is important to work with women? For me, I feel more drawn. I I think at the end of the day, my biggest thing is like with the energy and feeling like helping people tune back into their intuition and everything that tends to not really be the male population really. I mean, not that men are not intuitive, but really that's more the women population. And so I wouldn't necessarily say like, I market more to women. Maybe I do. I mean, I have a Facebook group 
that has the word ladies in it. So I guess like <laughs> I do, but it's, it's like, you know, when I have had men reach out to me and I'm not going to tell them, Oh, I'm sorry. I only work with women. But, um, I think also for me, it's just like a woman empowerment standpoint, because I feel like women, a lot of the times they feel like they have to make themselves small, that they can't be, um, they can't say what's on their mind. They can't, they can't be big, right? You can't be, you can't be uh, too intimidating. You can't be too loud. You can't like say your opinion or how you feel because you're going to make somebody else feel a certain way and all these things. And I felt like that for a long time too. And I was made to feel like that for a long time. And so for me, I, I took my power back. I took my voice back and helping somebody else do that too, helping another woman do that too, specifically. It's just, it's really amazing. And it's really like, you know, um, you can get paid whatever amount of money for coaching. But for me, watching somebody's eyes light up with like an aha moment or like just going out there and, and like being like, yes, I'm like, I'm, releasing this, uh, limiting belief. And they just like, you're able to like guide them past that. It's like the most fulfilling and exciting thing ever. When you mentioned like woman empowerment, what does that actually mean to you? How do you define that? I really think it's in the shortest way. The thing that comes to mind is like taking your power back, like not letting because you're a woman, because you're a wife, because you're a mom, be something that stops you and not letting anybody else stop you. If you don't want to do it, then you don't want to do it. Not because you're afraid of somebody else's judgment, um, or what, what somebody's going to do or say, or what your husband's going to think, anything like that. How do you think like you contribute towards that empowering other women? Like you are helping in business perspective. Mm-hmm. Just I don't want any anything to do with business at all. But if I want any help from you, not from a coaching standpoint, even as a person, if mm-hmm. I want any kind of help from you, how do you think like you can support or like contribute to my growth or, or anything that you can think of? Um. I think I do that. Um, well, I'd hope to think I do that already. This is one of the reasons why still to this day, I will, I don't share it a lot because it doesn't, um, you know, I'm, I, I'm not, I share my domestic violence story for that reason. And to let women know that like anything is possible. And like, I made a post the other day specifically about, um, um, being intimidating because I've been told that like from friends, whatever, like, Sarah, you're really intimidating. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm sitting here trying to like help you better your life. How is that intimidating? You know what I mean? So I've had these different interactions with people where literally I'm like, I I don't know how I'm intimidating you. Um, you know, and what I learned through that, because it used to keep me small and it used to again, it made me be like, what am I doing wrong? What am I like? I, okay. I need to tone it down. Oh, okay. I can't be, I can't be this. I can't be that. And And what I found through that was it's, I'm not intimidating them. It's I'm speaking 
empowerment to them and they are feeling intimidated because maybe they're not ready for it or maybe they haven't confronted that in themselves yet. And it's nothing I'm doing to specifically call them out in a harsh way because I really have worked on not being from that type of an energy. And so anyway, I made a post a few weeks ago that said, be intimidating because just, just be intimidating. Don't make yourself small, like still speak your truth, speak your purpose, say what you have to say without worrying that somebody's going to not like you. Because at the end of the day, if, if somebody is triggered by you, it probably actually means that they need to listen to what you're saying and that you can actually help them. And so not shutting yourself down because, you know, not playing small and all of that. And so I, I do a mix of both and I do this with my one-on-one clients, but I also do it like in my regular, you know, social media posts, I'm always like talking about something or sharing some part of my story that it's not always necessarily business related, you know? So I'll say if you're interested in uh, following me, I'm on Instagram at the real Sarah Dumas. Um, you can also check out if you're looking for a Facebook group that can support not only your business journey, but it's all about connection, manifesting your dream life. So it's all like the energy work up leveling your life too. Um, you can check out my Facebook group. It's called ladies of abundance. And so, so yeah, you can find me either of those places. I'd love to connect with you guys. Okay. Thank you for tuning in. And you can find me on all the socials at Smitha Gunturi and the show notes for any resources mentioned. See you next week. Take care.